Welcome everybody to the Nerdpool Podcast with the fat fool who loves Deadpool, your host, Jamie. The water's fine. Come on in. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Nerdpool Podcast. As always, I am your host, the fat fool that loves Deadpool. Yes, it's me. It's me. It's a JMIE, your 43rd favorite podcast host, and as always, your Sherpa down the road of nerdiness. And today's episode, we're going to be talking about some of the news that I want to talk about coming out of E3, some of the game trailers, and just some of the, the things that have hit the scene with the biggest video game expo in the world. We're going to be talking about the Chris Hardwick scandal that has rocked not only the nerdist, but the nerd community in general. And we're going to be talking about some more DC movie woes as they have announced not one, but two standalone Joker movies. Before we get into any of that, I just want to say Happy Father's Day to all the fathers out there. Everybody who is helping raise their kids, everybody who is loving their kids, everybody who is sacrificing for their kids. You guys are rock stars. You guys are awesome. And I want to give a special Happy Father's Day to my father. I love you, Pop. You've done more for me than anybody will ever know. You've always stood beside me, and it's because of you that I'm the man that I am today. So thank you for all of that. So what we're going to do first off is we're going to jump right into some of the E3 news. Um, there, I'm not going to talk about the whole event because I did not see the whole event. I have not been a part of the whole event, but I want to talk about some of the stuff coming out. Mainly they, some of the video game trailers that have dropped. The Fallout 76, the next in the Fallout series, has got an update to where now it's not going to be a standalone uh, shooter game. It is actually going to be a softcore RPG with multiple people on multiple teams for an online server, which is a different aspect of Fallout than what it has before. And I think it could add some cool little fun aspects of trying to build a community and a settlement in a post-apocalyptic world as you battle other settlements a la Walking Dead. Uh, also, we are we got the first gameplay and trailer for the new Spider-Man movie, or excuse me, the Spider-Man video game, which is Spider-Man Sinister Six, I believe it is, which is a Sony PlayStation exclusive. The gameplay looks incredible. This might be the one time they get a Spider-Man game incredibly right. And the, the playthrough looked awesome. The storyline of the Sinister Six breaking out and Spider-Man taking it on, it's cool. If you've watched the trailer and the subsequent game teaser walkthrough that they showed, they show five of the Sinister Six, but they do not show the sixth member of the Sinister Six, which is going to be in the game. They're kind of leaving that until the game comes out. It looks really fun as you take the web slinger and go through the New York skyline, once again, slinging web to web as you fight bad guys in an open world type environment, which is what this seems to be. And I kind of hope that this leans more towards the Batman Arkham Asylum games because that is, to me, the best video game adaptation of a comic book come to life is the Arkham games. And if you can just follow that mode, you don't have to copy it completely. But if you just follow that mode, then your game's going to be incredible. And when you have the Web Slinger, which is arguably right up there with Batman in terms of popularity and and overall mass appeal, you've, you've got a winner on your hands as long as you do the game right. We've had a lot of Spider-Man games that never seem to get the game, the character right or even the gameplay right, and they make it really difficult. As long as this game is user-friendly and gamer-friendly and it has an interesting storyline and allows you to completely control Spider-Man in an open-world environment, count me in, shut up, and take my money. We also got some more kind of bad news coming from Sony. 
in that um, it's good news for the Switch, bad news for Sony. As we learned that Fortnite is going to be released on the Switch, and it was released on the Switch. The bad news is that Sony PlayStation, for some reason, Sony said, you know what, we're not going to play games. We're not going to allow you to compete against anybody playing on the Switch, which eliminates about 2 million brand new Fortnite players from the field because of some weird animosity that they feel towards Nintendo. I don't know if they're still upset about the whole back in the day before PlayStation when Nintendo and Sony were working together for a CD adaptation to add to the Nintendo uh, Super Nintendo. I don't know if it's still something to do with that, but guys, come on. We've got to we've got to get past this and let all the Fortnite players play together. Why can't PC and Xbox and PlayStation and Nintendo and anybody else who wants to be in the video game market, why can't we all just play together? Why must it be this we all have to be exclusive to one console and buy multiple if we want to play with our friends? If I have an Xbox and I want to play with somebody on the PlayStation 4, why can't I do that? If I want to see... If I'm on a Switch and want to play with somebody on a PC, why can't I do that? You know, guys, we need we, we got to do this. Come on, it's 2018. Let's all just get along and let's all just have some fun and make this work out. Speaking of Nintendo Switch, they're kind of light on what they released this year. You know, you were expecting a lot of game releases, and they did say that they're coming out with the new Mario Party, which is going to be fun considering the Switch is on the go. If they can ever get the online worked out with actually chatting because the way it is right now is you have to have your phone download an app plug that into your switch and invite people to a chat room to be able to chat and play together which is just all kinds of fucked up i mean come on nintendo you're better than this you know you're better than this just make it to where we can have in-game talking like every other system does just make it to where it's easy like that and let us all play together because Video games are supposed to bring a community together. That's the reason we have online play. And when you're making it convoluted with extra wires coming from your phone to the Switch, to this, to that, to that, to this, not being able to play with anybody without inviting them into a queue, there's no reason for any of it. And I think that you dropped the ball a little bit on that. You didn't release a lot of games. You know, we've we got the uh, roster for the new Super Smash Brothers video game, which does look exciting. Super Smash Brothers is always fun which right now has 60 characters. They are bringing back everybody that has ever been in a Super Smash Bros. game is going to be in the new one, along with some new characters. And it looks awesome. Like I said, the Smash Bros. community is huge. We always have fun. I know some of the best times I've had playing video games is bring Super Smash Bros. on Nintendo 64 or the Super Smash Bros. Melee on the GameCube and playing them against friends that just come over, y'all grab a controller, and you just beat the hell out of each other with Zelda and Link and Mario and Kirby and Pikachu and all these other characters. You know, it's just a fun game to bring people together. That's, that's while being a fighting game, is also not the normal everyday fighting game. But the one thing I was kind of, I was kind of expecting maybe a, a new Mario Maker. And I know Mario Maker takes time to create with servers and being able to do it the way they do it. But the, the Super Mario Maker on the Wii U is probably one of my favorite games ever, and it's one of the only games I own on the Wii U, and that's the only reason I bought the Wii U was to get Super Mario Maker. With such a huge community on Twitch and on these other streaming sites and YouTube and people playing Mario Maker and all the love that surrounded the character, I don't understand why we're still waiting. I know the Nintendo Switch is still somewhat new in the console race, but... Guys, come on. I mean, you've got to step your game up. Just releasing games that were on the Wii U and putting them on the Switch isn't doing it. You've got to come out with some more Switch-exclusive games, at least, you know, to 
to drive the sales up. I know it's not like it needs the sales. You know, people aren't doing it's not doing bad. But I think that they need to put out some more. Otherwise, they're going to lose a lot of interest in the Switch very quickly if they just keep putting out the Wii U games. You can't rely on old games from a past system to sell a new console. People buy a new console to get new games. And while the Nintendo server has some of the most classic games in history and you can download that that's awesome you also have to update it with some of the news because some of the newer kids you know the, the younger kids these days aren't wanting to play super nintendo games and 64 games i don't know why they wouldn't but that's beside the point they're wanting to play updated graphics and updated game systems and and modules and you, you got to bring a given that otherwise you're going to start losing some of the 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 players from that I also want to say that uh, E3 has released a game that I knew nothing about until a friend of mine showed me, uh, Ghost of Tsushima. I believe I'm pronouncing that correctly. The gameplay looks awesome as you take a samurai and you basically go through the world of the Mongol invasion in Japan. It's Assassin's Creed meets Batman Arkham Asylum, and it is just it's phenomenal. The gameplay is amazing. It is it's violent. It is brutal. It is glorious, and I cannot wait for this game. I did not know I was excited for this game until I saw this game, and now I cannot wait for this game to come out. They have not set a release date. They have not set a console release. None of that, but it is one of the games that I am most excited for next to probably Red Dead Redemption that is coming out later this year. E3 gave us, you know, gave us some of that. You can uh, update... Well, I do. I do want to say one more thing about E3. If you did not see the epic Street Fighter V battle between Kenny Omega and Xavier Woods, then go to the YouTube channel Up, Up, Down, Down to see them battle in an exciting, fun Street Fighter uh, best of five, or excuse me, first two five tournament. As you see professional wrestlers trash-talking and playing video games, it is fun, it is exciting, and is one of the highlights of E3 to me from what I've seen. So go check that out. That's right. Go to YouTube.com uh, and just search for Up, Up, Down, Down. You will see it. It's run by Austin Creed, a.k.a. Xavier Woods. And I promise you will not – I promise you're not going to be disappointed. Moving on to the the – probably the worst thing that's happened so far and that is uh chris hardwick the ambassador for nerd culture in the last few years the host of talking dead the host of the talking bad segment he was you know the host of singled out back in the day he has been all over the world he was involved in the nerdist podcast and created the nerdist network and again when it comes to just uh, nerd culture in general he is one of the ambassadors and one of the biggest faces out there and for me he's a you know a local hometown boy uh the it was the community was rocked this past week as it came out that his former girlfriend wrote a a blog i don't even know what you want to say a story detailing a relationship she had while she never explicitly named chris hardwick she goes on to say that they were together for this amount of time and if you look back it's it's supposed to be Chris Hardwick where she said that basically he was mentally abusive he was emotionally abusive and she said he was sexually what's the word I'm looking for carnivorous as the fact that he wanted it all the time and basically forced her 
to have sex with him anytime he wanted. And she said he limited who she could talk to, where she could go, when she could go out. And then when they broke up, she's saying that he blackballed her in Hollywood by telling companies that have worked with her for years that if they continued to work with her, that he would have nothing to do with them and that he would blackball them from him. And she's saying that she could no longer get jobs, a job because of this. And as soon as it happened, the Nerdist put out a statement saying that, you know, while he started the Nerdist, he has not been affiliated, his contract ended, and he has not actually been affiliated with the Nerdist for some time now. And they're basically saying they're wiping everything that he's ever done. They're they're expunging him from the record. They're acting like Chris Hardwick was just never a part of Nerdist. Chris Hardwick has yet to publicly say anything about these allegations um, that have come against him. AMC has not taken any stance against him. Immediately as it happened, as it tends to do, the internet lit up with people calling him unfunny, people saying he was never funny, people calling him a sexual predator, people going off on him. And this, uh, I'm not, I can't, I'm not going to defend anything he did, allegedly, if he did it. But you really, I think people need to kind of wait and see how things go because when you immediately take what somebody says and you take it as gospel and you attack a man not knowing if what was said was actually true it is not only damaging to his career it is not damaging to him personally it is consequently damaging to any future endeavor he might actually make i'm not saying he's innocent i'm not saying he didn't do it i'm not saying he did do it i have no clue this just dropped. It is all new, but we need to wait and see what he says. We need to let things take their play because you can't take one side of the story and make a whole conjecture out of it because at that point, all you're doing is possibly dragging a man's name through the dirt when she actually never explicitly said his name. Now, it was implied, but she never explicitly said his name. And if what we've seen before, I'm not saying she made this up, do not attack me for it. I'm not saying that. I'm not doing anything. But sometimes stories get miscued or mis- misguided or they get blown up. And sometimes out of vengeance or whatever, things get said. I'm not saying that this is the case. And I have to keep saying that because I'm not going to be attacked for for defending Chris Hardwick. I'm saying I don't know what happened. I'm saying he is yet to speak on the matter and if he has yet to speak on the matter, we cannot publicly crucify him yet. We don't know exactly what's happened. We don't know if there's anything behind what she said. We don't know if any of what she said is true. I'm not saying that you can't say, think that it is. It might be. But until I know definitively, I cannot sit here and call this man every name under the book and say that he needs to be fired and blackballed from everything he's ever done. The, the Me Too movement is a great thing, but as you've seen a lot, the Me Too movement has had a lot of times when people jump into it with false allegations or stories that are not exactly worthy of Me Too. And I, worthy is a terrible phrase and or word to use there, but you guys, you, you pretty much know what I mean. So let's we're going to have to wait and see what Chris Hardwick says. Um, I don't expect him to say anything right away. He's going to have to you know, take time to explain this and try to figure out what's going on because people are going to look at what he says and no matter what, they're going to dissect it. If he can prove he didn't do it, if he can prove 100% that he didn't do any of it, you're still going to have jackasses that says he did. If he did do it, then he's a piece of shit, plain and simple. 
But what's, we're going to have to wait and see what Chris Hardwick has to say on the deal because he at least deserves the right to defend himself in the public court of opinion because that's mainly what this is. It's a public court of opinion, and he's being crucified on the public court of opinion without being able to actually say his piece and what he is done or if any of it is true deny the allegations apologize for any allegations that may be true so i'm just saying that we might need to wait and and just just see how this plays out before we all vilify him and completely kick him out of the nerd culture and in pop culture in general let's let's see how this plays out a little bit if he did do it again y'all can get rid of him and that's fine there is a there's a million other people that can do Chris Hardwick's job and and do it just as well. He's not a one of a kind. He's, you know, an entertainer and he's a public figure. And you know, for everybody to crucify him right now out of the gate, I think you're jumping the gun a little bit. Let's see how this plays out beforehand. Again, I am not condoning anything that he has allegedly done. If he did it, he's a piece of shit. If he didn't do it, then uh, he's going to be owed an apology by a lot of people. But moving on to something that doesn't hit his home much and is not as controversial to talk about. And that is DC's new revelation of, again, not one but two standalone Joker movies. One starring Jared Leto's return to the iconic Joker role. And we're going to get to see him take that possibility. That The dates for these movies have not been released. They have not released any plot lines, any storylines, anything. So, you know, this is all subject to change. But as of right now, this has been announced. And... First off, we're going to talk about the Jared Leto one. Um, the Jared Leto Joker got vilified bad for his betrayal in Suicide Squad, and a lot of it was the writing. And Joker and a lot of and uh, Jared Leto and a lot of the other people even said that a lot of the Joker stuff got cut. I do think that he got a bad rep in that movie because he didn't get enough screen time to come across as being a menacing, dark, vindictive, true real life Joker like you would have got Heath Ledger or even Jack Nicholson did. Now, the few things, and I've said it before, his teeth annoyed me. I could, The gold grill just it took it away from me. I did not like that, and I didn't like his laugh. His laugh sounded too Penguin-esque for my taste and my liking. Now, I don't know where they're going, if it's going to be a Harley Joker romance thing, or if it's going to be a, if it's going to be a Joker versus Batman, or what. I'm not going to completely say this movie is going to be terrible before I see anything done. They do need to step it up, though, because DC is making a lot of bad moves with their movie. And if they want to keep the people, they want to keep people coming and not completely lose this, you got to do something. Because when Justice League only made $600 million, and again, $600 million is a lot of money, but when you have superhero movies that are breaking billions of dollars, it's not a good thing to to see. You're you're losing a lot of fans in the the more, the DC universe because you're making a lot of bad decisions, and it seems like you're you're gun shy at times, or you're you're going down a wrong path, and you're trying to mimic Marvel, and then you don't want to mimic Marvel, and then you try to do them both in the same movie, and it just doesn't work out. Now, the second Joker movie that was released was a origin Joker movie starring Joaquin Phoenix. And this one makes no sense. I don't understand where this this comes from. First off, the, the one of the big selling points of the Joker, and one of my favorite aspects of Joker in the comic books and everything, is the fact that we don't know where Joker actually comes from. 
the Killing Joke origin story of him being a struggling comedian who is helping to rob a uh, Ace Chemicals in hopes of getting money for his family and his baby is the most accepted origins, but even that is kind of played off at times as the Joker telling story. There's multiple Joker stories, and it's always like he's telling things like he just wants to tell different things, a la The Dark Knight. In The Dark Knight, if you remember, Heath Ledger's Joker tells different stories about how he got his scars. Basically, he never actually says the true one, or if he did, we don't know. And I think that's one of the aspects of Joker that we like, is that he's always so insane and crazy that he'll come up with a different origin story so we don't really know. We don't need to know where the Joker comes from. I don't need to know his past. I don't need to know his real name. I don't need to know all these things because it takes away some of the mystique and some of the, the chaos that is the Joker. Now, the fact that this movie is going to be starring Joaquin Phoenix, Joaquin Phoenix is a great method actor. He could probably pull this off. I don't understand how this is going to work, though. Jared Leto is younger than Joaquin Phoenix, and he looks a lot younger than Joaquin Phoenix. So there's no way Joaquin Phoenix can play a young Joker that becomes Jared Leto's Joker later on. There's there's no way to do this. Unless you try to de-age Joaquin Phoenix, and even then, it's not going to work. There's no way you get from Joaquin Phoenix to Jared Leto. There's just no way possible. It is stupid. I don't understand where you're going with this. If you're going to do a standalone Joker, why didn't you, even though I don't want the Origins, why wouldn't you, if you're hell-bent on doing an Origins movie, why not have Jared Leto play the Origin Joker and you can go forward with it? Having two actors play the Joker is going to be not only confusing, it is insulting to fans. If you're having this happen in the same universe, if this is happening outside in a different universe, part of the multiverse, whatever, even still, it's not being established that the multiverse is a thing yet. So you are completely, you're just confusing fans. And this is why DC is having issues and losing a lot of fans because they're they're so worried about just putting movies out there. They're not taking the time to say, hey, this movie is, is this movie good? Is this movie a good idea? Should this movie be done? Neither of these Joker movies need to be happened. We don't need a standalone Joker movie. The Joker is a villain. You don't need a movie about a villain. The Suicide Squad was a different thing. You can do a movie about villains, a villain team-up movie. I'm fine with that. The Joker does not need a standalone movie. You don't need a villain-heavy good guy and you definitely don't need to try to make the Joker look like a good guy and I'm afraid that that's what they're going to try to do if they do a standalone Joker movie now if you're hell bent on doing the two movies there's only one way to me that this would make sense to put the Joker and the Joker origin story make any kind of sense and that is if Joker if Jared Leto's Joker is not in fact the original Joker if Jared Leto's Joker is in fact one of the Robins that was beaten tortured and became a Joker later on as it happened in Batman Beyond and stuff like this if we go down that road it, I don't like it but you can connect the movies that way if at the end of Jared Leto which would have to come out first you see Jared Leto's Joker walk in after the whole thing of looking for somebody trying to find somebody, whatever, and finally he walks in, and you just hear him say the word dad or whatever, and you just see Joaquin Phoenix in full Joker gear, just see him, 
And so you know that there are two Jokers. You understand where that Jared Leto's Joker is not the original Joker, and that would explain his his different personality than any other any other Joker. All the the tattoos and the, basically the rebellious gangster Joker. But even that, if you do it like that, to where Joaquin Phoenix is the original Joker, this is still to me a a dumb dumb plan from the DCEU. And again, it's going to not make money, and you're going to hurt your future movies even more by just worrying about let's put out movies with people's names and put big name actors, and let's just take movies and characters that people love and put them in movies because that's what they want to see. We don't want to just see a movie with the Joker in it. We want to see the Joker done right. We don't want to just see a thrown-together Justice League movie. We want to see the Justice League done right. You've got to take your time here because you're you're losing me. And if you've heard me from reviews in the past and from any other podcasts I've done or when I talk about it, I am not hard to please. I'm a very easygoing moviegoer. I am your ideal moviegoer. I go to shut my brain off and enjoy a fun time. And DC is starting to lose me. And that, that kills me because I loved the old DC movies. Batman 89 is still one of my favorite movies of all time. The Dark Knight, The Dark Knight Rises, Batman Begins, Batman Returns. I even love Batman Forever and Batman and Robin, and they were terrible movies. I enjoy these movies. I enjoy the the Batman aspect. I enjoy DC Comics. I enjoyed Man of Steel, but you're losing me now because you're trying too hard to be something different but be something similar. You can't have it both ways. You can't be different, completely different from the pack, but then join the pack. You definitely can't do them both in the same movie. So my last decree to Warner Brothers is get your shit together. Get somebody in charge of the entire movie verse that A, knows the comics, B, has a passion for the comics, and C, is not going to just green light everything that's put in front of him or her, whatever. Because you are losing fans on your unoriginality. You're losing fans on the aspect of you're just blowing things up and expecting us to take it. You're changing origins. You're changing the way people act. You're changing their characters completely. And you're just throwing big name actors and expecting us to love it. And I don't, this is like the fifth or sixth time I've downed DC and I hate doing it. But it is what it is. You keep making stupid choices like doing two standalone Joker movies with two different actors playing the same character. You're going to keep me bashing you. That's 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 all I can say. Now, I just want to say thank you. Uh, we're going to end it right there. Thank you to all my chimichangas and tacos out there. You can follow me on Twitter at NerdPoolPod. You can follow me on Instagram at NerdPoolPodcast. Um, I put up stuff almost daily on the Instagram, or try to at least. Follow me on Twitch at NerdPoolGaming. Thank you all. You're all rock stars. So until next time, that's Nerdpool. See ya.